It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, Bryce. Also, we have Murray, who not only went to all the movies with us this week in cinema, but he actually sat with us. But what everybody really wants to know, Merman, is how was the Shania Twain concert? Awesome. Really? Yes. Okay. I believe you. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. But did he have a Shania boner the whole time? That's really what we all want to know. Answers? He's going to leave that door closed. No comment. Well, thanks to all for supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash filmrageyyc. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, nasty, poopy film. As long as it played in cinemas anywhere in the world. And that includes even... One cinema anywhere. So let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. Ta-da! Oh, what the hell these two are doing? <laughs> We're having fun with pens. Is that what you're doing? We're playing with pens. You know, kind of like a Stilo. Like they had with a Palm Pilot originally when a Palm Pilot came out. Does everybody remember a Palm Pilot What's that you kept in pilot? your palm? What's a Palm Pilot? Might as well keep the Segway going. Exactly. Is that a, <laughs> what walk- is that a walking around It's phone? a walking around device, but it was not a phone. Well, then what's the point of that? It was exactly. It wasn't as good as, say, the original Blackberry, perhaps. Blackberry? Yeah. I've heard that. I know. It's what fruit. It's a fruit that's it is, also it is delicious. And it's a movie. It'll be what and saw in cinemas. Right? That is correct, Jim. It also played at the Calgary Underground Film Fest this year. Yeah. Which we saved going to it there so we could see something else because we knew it was coming out. 
All right, sir. So BlackBerry is the story of the rise and fall of the walking around phone that was a dominant force before the mighty iPhone took over the world. There is an energy to it that does not let up through a majority of the film. This feeling of tension is helped along with a very good soundtrack and score. Jay Baruchel, as one of the founders, Mike Lazaridis, delivers the best performance of his career. This is the first time I have seen him play a character completely straight, and he shows that he can be counted on to anchor a film if need be. His portrayal is understated and brilliant. Just as brilliant is the over-the-top performance of Glenn Howerton as Jim Basili. He is a powder keg of a man that can be set off at any moment. There's enjoyment in watching this guy who in his own mind is always the smartest guy in the room. And more often than that, he uh, also feels that he's surrounded by idiots. <laughs> the seething rage that is just under the skin of Basili is one of the many joys that this film brings. The supporting cast is also stellar with the likes of Michael Ironside, Saul Rubinek, Martin Donovan, and Carrie Elwes. The film keeps a good pace and covers a lot of ground in its two-hour runtime. This film about children and adult bodies running one of the biggest triumphs and failures in the history of tech is a heck of an exhilarating ride. Blackberry was Mondo. I really liked it. All right. I knew. I knew it was that good. Geek. Super boned. Period piece crammed with a Canadian cast of actors at the absolute, as Bryce has already mentioned, top of their game. Oh, plus an American. In that of Glenn Howerton, who plays... Jim Basili. Jay Baruchel is brilliant as Mike Lazaridis. The music is infectious and period piece timely. It's like basically what you're saying. Yeah. The film style and pace of the film for the first half is manic and fevered and catches you in this fever of comedy, intrigue, and suspense as our greatest Canadian company of all time builds itself up and then tears itself down. The film has a maverick raw feel with the shaky handheld shots mixed with the stylist aged feel of the picture. This keeps you jacked along with the actors until shit starts to turn and then the pacing and shooting style changes to a slower controlled yet saddening demise of the once great company from Waterloo, Ontario. Like all bio period piece films though there is a lot in this that takes a lot of cinematic license to keep this story moving along and if i wasn't laughing so much at the quick smart humor i may have been more annoyed don't get me wrong i wanted to know a lot more about the inner workings of the demise of rim but i'll wait for the documentary that i'm hoping that will come out one day I really enjoyed this film, but felt that the transition from Blackberry's brilliance to failure happened without enough linkage to some of the, um, so I say, pertinent facts. And when the pacing change happens, although it was kind of needed, some of the air came out of this film. I loved my Blackberry and missed some of the features that made it great. And this film was so close to being awesome, but it wasn't. It was yeah. a high man. Really? Yep. Oh, uh, awesome. Plus, that I looked at my watch twice, which is an indication of it not being Mondo. I never looked at my watch. You don't have a watch. 
But if, but even if I had one, I wouldn't have looked at it. Yeah, I, I, he has no you're my watch. I would have come no over what? and said, Jim, what but, time is this? And you didn't turn and ask me. He has no walking around phone either because they, they also have a, have a watch on them. That's right. I also have a watch phone. It's on my hand. It's a watch and, and a phone. And a phone, and it's a bunch of stuff. But my, here's my thought, and we can chat about this in a bit. Either make it longer and transition better or give us more deets or cut it back and keep the pacing roaring to get that and we will talk about this later but i thought the transition was kind of perp spot on because it did turn that fast and it goes from manic to just because it turned that fast yeah this is not a long period of time that this took yeah i know but they okay we talk about it a bit what do you think mer uh yeah as you said this film actually played at cuff last month to a sold out audience which is also one of the reasons why we weren't able to see it and I thought I was working. Uh, so it was fresh and minty, new to us. Um, minty fresh. Holy maple donuts. Was this ever a Canadian movie? Mm-hmm. All that was missing was Bob and Doug McKenzie and the characters drinking Molson's. <laughs> I actually didn't know that Canadian nerds invented the world's first smartphone. I, I guess we have them to blame for today's society. That's right, Bryce. Uh, I personally miss having to use the phone attached to the wall to make phone calls. I got one. Uh, As somebody who knows nothing about BlackBerry, I found this movie highly entertaining. But as with most biopics that I truly love, it's probably 90% false. Don't care. Uh, Jay Baruchel, as usual, was awesome. Uh, probably the only things I don't like him in are Seth Rogen comedies because I know he's capable of better like this film I like him in Seth Rogen comedies <sighs> I don't <laughs> in all those movies another great Canadian actor about the only thing that really bothered me about the cast was Headband Guy I loved Headband Guy Headband his guy partner who seemed like a goofball I didn't know the first thing about software he knew yet stuff. he was the co-founder if he was supposed to be smart, the filmmaker did a crappy job of showing that. If I was Jay's character, I would have fired all those nerdy kids as soon as the real computer guys showed up. No wonder they hired Michael Ironside to kick ass at that company. And of course, in the end, Apple ruins everything. Yes. Next to Disney, I find Apple to be the root of all evil. It's the best. I have never owned a BlackBerry. We'll no, never own an Apple device and happily live in the Stone Age or the 80s where stuff is cool. Um, this movie was Mondo. All nice. right. You know, it was it was so close for me to getting Mondo. The the pro the problem I had, and I understand what you're saying about the pacing. I like I kind of did like the pacing fact of it did it, but there was it was actually um, Glenn Howerton's character that kind of, and not because he wasn't doing a great job. Every every person acting in this film to me was was absolutely at the top of the game, but I think the story of him and how he got to where he was in the story didn't sort of fit because it 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 was like we didn't get enough lead in to show him doing some of that it switched from being about the blackberry guys to being about him and his quest for power yeah it did i know and i know that's part of the downfall yeah Yeah, no i mean it's it's part of it but but to your point actually 
if if this was like probably any other biopic i'd be picking it apart so much because of um just because of like to murray's point and and they i've seen interviews yeah they with said actually I think that's where I got it from. about it yeah he's he like 90 percent of it 90 percent of it's fake but it can't be 90 percent fake because no, all, certain facts are absolutely there i just want to know if he actually tried right? to buy the pittsburgh penguins yeah, yeah there was yeah there no, was, was a, it him or was it somebody else no it was, no, it was him. him yep yeah, so a lot a of thing. yeah, a lot of those things were in there because that yeah, was never going to work. I I did have <laughs> some I just uh, did have some gaps with some of that transition. I kind of wanted it to be longer, with more details or less details, and have it cleaner cut. Otherwise, I've truly enjoyed it. It was it was literally a hair thin away from being Mondo. If I hadn't looked at my watch twice if i only looked once i could i could look past it but i went oh my fuck when is this gonna end now because i already knew it was gonna happen i was just like let it let it end already yeah i disagree i know so does murray so that's okay you're not always right yeah i am in this case and i don't always agree with them <laughs> i hope that we don't agree on everything this this week but i have a feeling there's going to be one film in particular that we are 100 percent all going to agree on is that the next one and that's the next movie we're going to talk about which is called knights of the zodiac yeah the force as we all know it which was also mentioned in the blackberry film is like the cosmo the cosmo the cosmo what the bleep is the cosmo the cosmo just getting that right out of the way because when literally they say cosmo and i'm pretty sure they said it every fifth word in every sentence they said the word cosmo there's a lot of cosmo wasn't yeah. that kramer's first name yeah it was it was <laughs> kramer's first name. <laughs> but then they never really explain what it is no. i'm letting you know it's like the force because that is the only thing that i can think of to come even close to it because uh you know we were never really told what it is athena has a strong cosmo that apparently is going to go off and blow up the world so her mom wants to kill her and her dad didn't want her to and this dude has strong cosmo and they think he may be able to be the pegasus knight to protect athena with his cosmo against or maybe it's along with her cosmo her dad blows himself up for what seems like no apparent no reason, reason whatsoever. Cesar, the boy who is supposed to be the Pegasus Knight, kind of like Luke in Star Wars, decides to quit his training to find his sister. Uh, but her name isn't Leah, so that was kind of confusing. There's a ton of flashbacks and nothing ties together in any sense whatsoever. And for the whole movie, I had no clue what or why this movie was made or ultimately what it was even about except the mom was trying to kill her daughter before she exploded by torturing her till she explodes and then changes her mind for some reason then cgi stuff happens and then it's the end and then i raged yeah that kind of sum it up yeah pretty, pretty, pretty good <laughs> Nice of the Zodiac, or as called. Bryce calls it, I don't understand what's happening. 
I must have heard him say that at least a dozen times. He did, and we got to talk all the even, way through even this at movie. The end. We got I to don't talk all the way. What's through. happening? We got to talk all the way through this because we were the only three people in the cinema. Oh. Um, and this is a guy who actually likes three-hour-long movies with subtitles and lots of walking. Yeah. So, what hope is there for the rest of us? <laughs> they got a good point um, there, Mark. Uh, okay, first the good, I guess. What? Uh, there was good. There was literally wall-to-wall fight scenes. The movie was basically one long fight scene with an abundance of nauseating CGI. Uh, in between all the... Wait, young- this was the good? Yeah. It, well, <laughs> the good. I like fight scenes. Uh, in between all the young ones and the CGI were the villains from my favorite Bond film, Goldeneye. What? Sean Bean and Famke Jansen, a.k.a. Trevelyan and Zenya on a top. Okay, Zenya on a top. On a top. Right. I seem to remember Golden. Which is this? Which gold? Golden. Golden. I was the first Pierce Brosnan movie. Yeah, that was terrible. It was awesome. It was fun. <laughs> uh, the rest of this movie basically felt like a bad Clash of the Titans remake oh, yeah, for kinda. kids. It had the spirit of Pegasus, the flying horse, gods, and secret Cosmo powers. Cosmo. Uh, and a battle for Earth between gods and humans. Cosmo. Oh, wait. They did this already. What? It was called Percy Jackson. What? <laughs> uh, the plot was too confusing. The CGI was overused. And most of the acting by the kids was just plain bad. Uh, yeah. This was a rage, and I wanted to leave five minutes into it. Like, I shouldn't have, have stayed to the second movie. It's always a mistake. <laughs> it's always a mistake. Sometimes we watch the better movie no, second. You never know. Almost never. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. Knights of the Zodiac was just bad. Really bad. Full disclosure, I did sleep through about 20 minutes. He did. But <laughs> so did Murr, wow. though, so it was kind of funny. Yeah, but I, I usually do that. He never does. <laughs> but that did not seem to matter. No, as before, before I fell asleep, I had no idea what was going on. And when I woke up, I still had no idea what was going on. This literally had no redeeming qualities. The acting was terrible, and the dialogue they had to spew was worse. Direction and special effects, also terrible. I would love to review this in more depth, but even after Jim explained the plot to me, I still have no idea what I watched. It is a mess of a movie, and it is a rage. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <laughs> you know, the, the, so the, the thing is so weird about this movie is that it's like it's like they it's like a a Netflix special. Because this was influenced off of a next yeah. Netflix series, and from it's a almost manga comic. Yeah, the hell and, manga and it is. and it's it's almost like we got we started it was, it was the influenced movie influenced by a Netflix that was based on uh, yeah, yeah on a on a on a comic. But but you know what's what's funny about it is that it's like you came into the movie after have seen six or seven episodes. Yes, yeah. because it's like they don't explain anything and it's almost like you know if they made the movie for people that are fans of this franchise i think and apparently they all hate it yeah of course everybody hates this movie like it's like i don't see how anybody could have liked anything about it the fact that you found anything positive in it murray kind of like the two adults that were in it well actually you know you're right sean Sean bean Bean was not terrible in it and i thought it was hilarious that uh 
the bad guy who actually wasn't her. It was somebody else, her henchman who became the bad guy. Yep. His spirit animal was the phoenix. Mm-hmm. She's Jean Grey. She's the phoenix. Yeah, it's not funny. <laughs> a male phoenix and a female phoenix in the same. She was movie. a better phoenix. Yeah. Well, right. you know what does you know what that does, Murr. Yeah, I know. Rage. 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 Well, we lived up to our name today. Yeah. And I literally felt also we did agree on we did agree on one movie. But we're not done. <gasps> what? Oh, that's right. We saw another movie. We did. What's it called, Mer? Still. Michael J. Fox movie. Yes. Which apparently was in theaters, but we didn't see it in theaters. Well, some people did. Well, did you see it in a theater? Yeah. Oh, I thought you were to stream, you stream everything. Um, this documentary follows the life of beloved actor and Parkinson's advocate, Michael J. Fox, exploring his personal and professional triumphs and travails. And what happens when an incurable optimist confronts an incurable disease? Uh, I'm going to keep this short because everyone knows how I feel about MJF. There are three celebrities on this planet who I genuinely love that inspire me and are real life heroes, in my opinion. Christopher Reeve, Michael J. Fox, and Ryan Reynolds. If you don't know how awesome Reynolds is... Look up the more than two dozen charities he devotes his time and money to every year. Anyway, this documentary was awesome. As somebody who's read all of his books, I pretty much knew all the details already because I read it in his own words. Uh, I love seeing all the behind scenes footage, like when he was shooting Family Ties. I didn't know they actually recorded that. Uh, They did a great job in using clips from his movies out of context just one-liners from other movies they just throw in there i'm like oh yeah that yeah. was cool uh and it was really hard to watch michael j fox trying to learn to walk again fall repeatedly and seeing him shake all over that is not how i like to remember him but this film was of course amondo nice nicey nice all right still a michael j fox movie was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, where's my gun? <laughs> Still, a Michael J. Fox movie is not your typical talking heads doc, although it is a talking head doc. Yes. That head being the subject himself. By not including interviews from everyone around him, director Davis Guggenheim creates a more intimate look into the life of Michael J. Fox. While letting Fox tell his own story, we get clips from his movies and a few dramatic reproductions that tie this tale together quite effectively. The footage is of sorry, the footage of his everyday struggles with Parkinson's disease are heartbreaking and inspiring at the same time. We see his interactions with the public and witness that he is still able to hit you with a one-liner, although in his current state that humorous quip may come out a little delayed. Guggenheim's use of close-ups when interviewing Fox was also very effective as we got to look right into the eyes of the man and were able to understand even as he occasionally struggled for the right words. This also created a necessary contrast between interviews and the look at his everyday life. 
When following Fox around in his everyday life, Guggenheim would pull the camera way back and let us objectively observe. The daily grind of coping with his disease is clearly representative. The way he continued to keep his career going while dealing with his diagnosis is absolutely fascinating. By the end of this film, I felt I knew Fox. He shared all the highs and lows. Still, is a must-see for any Michael J. Fox fan, but it is also a very well-made doc that invites the viewer into the life of an interesting subject. Everyone else should see this as well. Still, a Michael J. Fox movie was Mondo. All right. Well, that's two for two. This mm. is kind of scary. What? That we agreed on two movies in the same week. What? Yeah, you two. That's what what, I mean. what the fart? What the fart nugget? A doc of Michael J. Fox, the Canadian acting icon, with dramatization, live footage, and historic editing done perfectly well to tell the story the doc wants us to know. One of the things that makes these kind of docs either good or bad is editing. In this, it's neither. It's neither bad or good. It's fucking fantastic. The way they tell this story through magnificent editing in scenes from Michael's previous work was done brilliantly. I mean, what else would you expect from the boy prince of Hollywood? And on top of that, what this film doesn't do that most biodocs do is not to get every single movie he did or project he did and remind us he was in them in chronological order. Thank God they didn't because that is what we have IMDb for. We can go there and we can look at what Michael J. Fox is in. This movie was not about the movies he was in. It is about Michael J. Fox. This film, you get to see the inside of MJF. You get to see the good, you get to see the bad, you get to see the ugly. He is not afraid to share and be intimate with his audience. One of the great lines that sums this movie up, it's okay not to be Michael J. Fox sometimes. To be honest, I was never a huge fan of Michael J. Fox, even though I have seen every single one of his films. I always respected him, and after seeing this film, I have an even greater respect for him. This film as far as biodocs go, is one of the best I have ever seen. And everyone who thinks MJF can't act and only does comedy needs to see Casualties of War. You that movie and this movie, with Michael J. Fox being still, never, is a mondo. This film was so fucking good. It was. Hit it. Uh, yeah, I'm not done. Oh. I can unpack stuff too. Okay, let's pack. But don't you want to give us the juice? I, I will. All right. Um, We're waiting for the juice. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I am one of the world's biggest Michael J. Fox fans, although, yes, I've never seen Casualties of War, which is on my to do list. Which you have to see. Um, but even I was surprised by some of the clips they used that I didn't know where they were from. Mm. Like, there are some, like, especially the stuff in those earlier days that wasn't very well received i had no idea what it was from but most of it i did know because of course i know almost everything about the man yeah but uh yeah it was cut together very well and 
yeah, it made me love him even more than I already did. Yeah. I mean, the editing in this is the star. Like, I mean, although the director did a fab fantastic job. Like, and, you know, in contrast to that, right? Like, we saw Val, the movie Val, mm. right? A few, what was it, last year, a couple of years Ew, ago, and we talked year. about it. Like, this is a Michael J. Fox movie it's even in the title yeah. right and in contrast like you've got somebody whose story is worth telling yeah. and they're doing it through Themselves. the body of work that yeah. he has as well as just allowing him to be so vulnerable yeah. like so so vulnerable and, and him absolutely and, willing and, to put himself and, and, yes in reality it may be one of the last things he ever does because Maybe. he's gotten to the point where yeah he he honestly cannot be still like even the drugs aren't really helping anymore. Yeah, so exactly. it's almost impossible for him to do acting anymore. So this is the last thing I ever see him in. Then yeah, he's at a hell of a career. Yeah. Well, question for you then, Mur. Has has uh, has he ever got a lifetime achievement award? He last year got a lifetime achievement Oscar. Okay. So he will never win an Oscar for a performance. Although, like you said, Casualties of War, he was obviously probably very good in, but. Uh, yeah, just his body of work, like, and his entertaining audiences for thirty some years. Yeah. Uh, and his good friend Woody Harrelson gave it to him, and yeah, they were like crying on, on stage. It nice. Was, it was awesome to see. I might it go watch at, that. I like. It wasn't at cry. the actual Oscars. It was like the technical awards, like. Oh yeah, yeah. Three months earlier, or whatever it was, but it's nice. still nice to hear that he got one. So. Yeah. So yeah, and he's got like three, at least three Emmys. One he got after he, you know, he actually. He's was, not an EGOT. No, he's a, not an EGOT. He'll never be an EGOT. What's a BEMI? An Emmy. It's a, uh, an Emmy. What's an Emmy? It's an Emmy? Emmy. Emmy? <laughs> like Emmy Rossum? Sure. <laughs> That's for television. In case you forgot, he used to do television. Emmy Rossum has an award that they television? give out for television? They didn't name it after her, although she may have won one or two. Yeah, maybe. Know. Who knows? I'm confused. I don't even know. Yeah. All right. Here's the moment you're waiting for. Mondo. 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 All right. Well, I actually do have something this week. What? Uh, there was a fourth movie that we saw in our Marathon Monday. Oh, we did see me and Mer. Uh, after we watched Michael J. Fox, we had some time to kill oh, God. At, at Jim's swinging pad, waiting for his car to be fixed. So I was in the mood for something light, and we definitely got that. Oh, it was light, all right. Chris Evans, a.k.a. Captain America plays a farmer yokel who falls in love with a girl after the first date. And of course, getting some boom boom will do that. Yep. Unfortunately, she disappears and ghosts him. Hence the title, Ghosted. What's ghosting? It's a mo- Oh, it's where you it's a, don't answer. It's a walking around phone thing. Yep. It's like you send me a message and say, hey, Jim, and then you send me another one. Hey, Jim, and then I just never respond. I'm ghosting. It's like if we left a, ne- a message on your well, answering machine and, and you nice. never answer. I know, it's not. No, it wasn't. Anyway, so he tracks her down in London using the GPS on his inhaler. Yeah. WTF? Yeah, what's that? He gets captured by bad guys. <laughs> Wait, just so everybody realizes, 
an inhaler in Canada for Ventolin, I think, is like ten dollars, even if you don't yeah, have coverage. Yeah, and it's people who have asthma or yeah, like exactly. You're gonna put and, it. You're gonna put and, a tracker. And yeah, under your, your, your pharmacist gives it to you for like ten bucks, or usually yeah. it's free with your with your uh, medical coverage. But yeah, so yeah, he put a GPS on his inhaler because he left it in her purse. <laughs> so he tracks her down in London. <laughs> he gets captured by bad guys who think he's somebody else. He gets saved by this girl, who turns out to be a CIA spy. An operative. An operative. Operating in Europe. I thought they just uh, operated in, in You US, know what? I wasn't looking for any actual... And, and is chased by a variety of bad guys, all led by Adrian Brody in a really yes! bad French accent. Adrian Brody was awesome. The highlight of this film... Was Adrian Besides Brody. the over-the-top action was the cameos by nearly the whole cast of Winter Soldier. <laughs> Anthony Mackie, a.k.a. Sam the Falcon Wilson, plays the grandson of Sam. Get it? Son of Sam? Yes. And he was a hitman. Then we have Sebastian Stan, a.k.a. Bucky the Winter Soldier Barnes, plays God, a hitman. Predictably, they don't last long. Still, it was a nice reunion. In fact, Scarlett Johansson was originally supposed to star in this movie until her schedule got busy. Anna de Armas did a decent job, but doesn't kick ass as well as Black Widow. And of course, the ending was completely ridiculous. It was ridiculous. A showdown at a revolving restaurant that goes spinning out of control. <laughs> Some kind of nuclear device that terrorists want to buy. And Ryan Reynolds? Say Ryan what? Reynolds shows up. <laughs> Not Ry Ry. For the two minutes he was in it, awesome. His character actually had lost an eye and his genitals, thanks to our heroine, who apparently <laughs> left a trail of, like, broken bodies in her wake. But, you know, he wasn't bitter or anything. No, he wasn't. This movie was too cheesy and absolutely unbelievable to be a Mondo. But it was a hell of a ride and an enjoyable mat. And not a bad way to kill 90 minutes. Okay, I'm sorry. Just so I can absolutely avoid this movie <laughs> yes. and never see it ever. Absolutely. What was it called? Ghosted. 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 Okay. Yep. I got to commit that to memory because I do not want to oh, act by accidentally accident. start this watching movie? this. It may yeah. show up on in, 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 a, in a dare bag. At some oh, yeah. It's definitely going to show up in a dare bag. But you know the funniest thing about this whole story was... Because when it came out on Apple TV back, I don't know, a yeah, couple you, of weeks you ago. You sent me a link saying we should see this. Yeah. So my wife started watching this. I don't know when it first came out because I was out probably gallivanting with you two. And when I get back, I'm like, hey, how did that ghost go? She goes, I could, I lasted 25 minutes and then I had to turn it off. It was so terrible. <laughs> but it gets better. <laughs> does it? It does. <laughs> I have to admit, hey, I did laugh at a couple of things. Of Zodiac. Yeah, it was better than Knights of the Zodiac. It was true. It was yeah, it was definitely better than Knights of the Zodiac. So, yeah. So, it wasn't the worst movie we saw this that's, week. Yeah, that's so true. So, there. Absolutely. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over.
age How I love you so To the depths of my soul There is no gym, only Zool Only Zool and rage So my rage this week could I could go on about a few things But my biggest rage this week is Netflix I cancelled it about a year and a half ago because everything they put out was terrible and if Knights of the Zodiac was influenced by something Netflix did then obviously the rage belongs to Netflix so that's my rage this week Netflix stop ruining the world with your crap that's my rage So, my rage this week is uh, that uh, I uh, am part of um, the Movie Lovers Club. What? Yeah. And with that, I give I give the person at the at the at the machine place takes your money for the tickets. Yeah, that's the place. Yeah, that thing. And, and the person I, behind the counter. Yeah. And yeah. I, I say I want to go to a movie, and they say, "Okay, well, what movie do you want to go to?" Yep. And I say, Knights of the Zodiac. That's right. And they say, Why? that'll be like fourteen ninety nine. And I go, what? <laughs> <laughs> and, they go, and they go, yeah. They go, yeah, that's how much it costs. And I go, but I, I gave you my card. I'm and a you stand it. I'm a clubber. I'm part of the movie club, but lover's club. I pay for the privilege. I pay. The money. So that I get the good deal on the movies. All the time. And he says, oh, I'm dumb. And he goes, okay. okay. And then he like goes in and he he stumbles around and fumbles and then finally finds Finger the Finger bangs the keyboard. And then finally finds the 999. So, you know, every time I got to get him to avoid the transaction, start the process over so they can charge me the correct price. This is literally a dance that we do. Every single time. time. Every time we yeah. do this dance. I why are you not just giving me my discount instead of me having to ask for it every single, single time. time? That's my rage. Yeah. Murray has that same you know what, rage. Bryce? The exact same thing, same thing exact happened same. to me. <laughs> at the probably the exact same time. It was because you were both getting your tickets. The only at the difference same was time. I purchased my Knights of the Zodiac ticket. For free on their website. Nice. Because I'm not going to use my credit card, but I had a freebie, so I used it for that, which I'm nice. glad I did. Because I don't want to spend money on that. Imagine you admitted but no, that like you every time I go, it. and and this is the one I actually do belong to. I don't own belong to the other one because there's one in my neighborhood. I just go on Tuesdays when it's eight dollars. That's cheaper than ten. You're you know what? Eight is cheaper than. So 10. what's the point of buying it? Do I just go on a Tuesday? Because I can do that. Yeah. You so can. anyway, but yeah, 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 no, same thing happened to me. And the other part, maybe to your rage, you didn't add, is their freaking machines don't work. Yeah, yeah. that's a thing. Because you, thing. they actually have kiosks where you can buy your tickets without having to talk to anybody. Pro- I've now tried two different locations. Both of them, 
you get to the part where you put in your club number, you swipe your club number, yep. and it just does a buffering. You know what it is, too? It's funny because we've seen other people use the machines and yes, they can buy it, but Without none of the them are card. club members. No. That's why. Because yeah. if you're a club member, it's kind of like, you know what? We're just going to make this uncomfortable for you every single yeah. time <laughs> so that maybe you won't be a club member anymore. So then, you go talk well, to then you're like, screw it. I'll just pay regular price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to not deal with the guy behind the counter, I'll pay regular price. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, but you know, ultimately, they probably can't afford to get techni- technological upgrades because in Knights of the Zodiac, there was three of us in that movie. And then when we saw, um, what was the other movie we saw again? Oh, yeah, Blackberry. Blackberry. How many people were in the Blackberry with us? Know, Quite 10. a few. No, there was more than 10. There must have been 30, 40 at least. Okay, so it was there busy. Was a, there was, it was busy. It was busy. But it wasn't Knights of the Zodiac, non-busy. So, I mean, they did, I mean, they lost money on <laughs> They're losing money every, every week because people yeah, aren't going to see. We go on Mondays. We don't know what they do on the weekends. Yeah, I guess. We've been once Fridays or twice. Fridays and Saturdays, that's the busy time. Maybe they get... Packed houses for all we know. Eh, maybe. I don't know. Just keep giving them your anyway. money. Just quit your whining. Yeah. Put your uh, sorries in a sack. Sorries in a sack. <laughs> Rage. Subsiding. Pulse. Slowing. Anger fading. Oh. It's the lists. All right, people. That's what it says here. If uh, if you've never listened to us before, please go to our website, filmrageyyc.com, and take a look at the tab called The Lists. There are four of them. There is The Doubted, The Undoubted, The Repulsive, and The Mesmerizing. And we've been spending a significant amount of time trying to cut down our mesmerizing list. So this week we watched a movie called Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. We oh, got fun and games. Shoopy dooby dooby. Doopy dooby doo. From 2017. Did you get to see it, Mer? Not the first one or the second one? The first one. No. All right. I'm assuming Bryce did get to see it. Yeah, I don't know that this is a thing, though. I, do, I don't... I, I, I don't know. Speak your, speak your mind. It's, it's 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 weird. It's I understand that we've got this rule where if they're in it for what was it five minutes? But he okay. So here he was. He was four minutes and fifty seconds. But was he? yes. Okay. But yeah. here's my argument. Okay. He was terrible. He wasn't funny. Like it, if he was another ten seconds into it, yeah. it wouldn't have increased any quality that Darby was, like, was offering us. But it was like a, it was a throwaway role, and, a, and he had but, nothing but, to but work with. But he's been in throwaway roles many times and been mesmerizing. In this, it's like I was just like, dude, you're not even funny. Like he was supposed to be the comic relief at that part, and he wasn't. Like we've seen him before. He dropped the ball. He was not. Reese Darby that we know and love. He's been in scenes where he's been in it five seconds and been more mesmerizing than the entire cast. He was a flat dud in this. If if you didn't, you must have seen that. He was not funny. No, he wasn't. Yeah. But he also was barely in it. I know, but he was, I'm making the argument, this movie alone, because there's nothing that would have changed in his persona. If he would have been another 10 seconds, he still would have been terrible and he wasn't mesmerizing. So, for that four minutes and 50 seconds, he was up against, um, what do you call Dwayne the Rock again? Rock the Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, but you call him something else, too. It's like the only no, real. No, he's, he's the only, he's the only, 
<laughs> there is one movie star in the world right now. And That's it. And it's, and it's Rock exactly. Dwayne Johnson. Exactly. So, I mean, he, he had to be the at the... only movie star that exists. If Reese was at his top of his game, like he is most times, it would have been a competition. And we could have used the four minutes and 50 seconds as an excuse for him. My vote, he's gone. I got no problem with that because, I, I, I mean, I'm obviously going to go well, with, with Rock the Dwayne and, Johnson. And as I've said, I mean, I saw the second one, yep. and he was in the second one, too. You could have picked the second one, and it probably was in it for about the same amount of well, time. Well, we were going to have to watch the second one if we didn't agree to um, this. Cause but, <laughs> yeah, and again, you guys like him a whole lot more than I do. But as I pointed out numerous times, because I wasn't here last week, and I had to phone it in, so to speak. Yes, you did. Uh, I mentioned it's like... There is literally no other movie he has ever been in with anybody on this list. Yeah, so, so he would have been if mesmerized. If it wasn't this movie, he would have never been taken off. Well, because he's he's still, he's he's still, still has a hundred. He still has a hundred years to. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, he's not making it past this week. He's not making a movie with Viola Davis. You know, you don't Why know not? Vigo. Why not? Uh, he he's, might. A, he's a comedy Why not? guy. But just saying. Yeah. So he, yeah, you he, want to take him off? I got no problem with he's that. He's not just in comedy. He's only got he's, one movie anyway. He's been in so other that stuff. That doesn't bother me. Pirate Radio. He wasn't this funny. He was still funny. He was still was funny in, in Pirate Radio. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was yeah. really yeah, good. Yeah, you guys took that one off already. Yeah, but nobody left because we couldn't agree on yeah. who was more messy. So you think adding him would have helped? Probably not. <laughs> no, he was in it. He was in it. And we voted on him. We voted on There you go. Yeah. So anyway, he's... He's normally I make my point. mesmerizing, yeah. but in this movie he was not. And Dwayne the Rock, the only superstar. No, no, the only movie star. The only the movie world. star in the there, world. There's only one person in the entire world right now where you can just put his name on top of the marquee and people are going to go just because it's him. Yes, and, that's and that it. is he him. is the only one. That's I. right. Black Adam. Yeah, because even people did go see that, and that even movie was, was terrible. So, that was yeah. so terrible. He is he is the lone movie star in the world right now, and deservingly the only, so. The only one, and deservingly and so. He's goddamn gorgeous. He is beautiful man. His pecs are just and he now owns succulent. Uh, he's part owner US, of the, uh, XFL. XFL. I thought it was yeah. USFL. No, 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 he's part owner there of the XFL. Go. Nice. Which is Heather. He presented the trophy. To he the, did to the DC rent. No, the Arlington. Yes, the underdog. Yeah, they were. They eight, were like eight. five and seven. And they beat the best team in the league. They so, were actually. There you go. They were five and six. They there actually got to five hundred. Losing by beating, record by beating. And they beat the best by, team in the league. There you so go. There you yeah. go. Apparently, Arlington Renegades. There that's what go. they're called. This sure. is all interesting. I don't know what that has anyway. to do with the price of tea no. in China, but yeah, we were talking about the Rock. Oh, okay, well, and he owns. It's the okay XFL. for you to Part talk about stuff that means nothing, but when Murray talks about TV, it's like a swear word. It's a swear word. What's because TV? He was on TV too, by the way. What is NFL? NFL, whatever and, and, and the apparently, f- FL, apparently, the effing L thing. Apparently, NBC doesn't like Dwayne The Rock as much as you guys did, because I think his show just got canceled. Who? Oh, well, whatever. The one He's about his life. The one about him got well, canceled. Whatever. We don't just, care. We just, still love him. Saying. All right. Well... Um, the other thing, so but he's not we it. have he a very merits. important, all, another thing that we need to know from Bryce this week. What? Did you get to see Meek's Crossing this week <sighs> for Kelly Reichardt? Well, Jim. I did. I knew you would. You couldn't pass it up. And the beat goes on for <laughs> Kelly Reichardt. Because, you got to watch another one. Yeah, Meek's Crossing it was, was so freaking Mondo. Was oh, my God. This is a good movie. 
Ah. I was just blown <laughs> out of my boots. I, know you I was were. like, this is just this is this movie was made for me. I, that's exactly <laughs> what I said when I saw it. I said to you, I said, this movie, if any movie oh. on the planet was made for Bryce, it's Meeks Crossing. The cinematography, the pacing, the just the dialogue, just Everything. every performance, every, the walking. Murray, the, walking. the entire movie is so them walking. walking. The entire movie. So they don't even say anything for like the first 20 minutes. They just walk. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> she, she, I don't know what she what she has um okay so did you did you look how many still do you have to watch because i'm completely I, up to date i'm not up to date i'm not sure okay i, I think i still have like two or three i have to all right watch. well hurry up i'm getting because i mean as far as yeah, K, it's, it's it's looking real good for kelly reichardt yeah because i think based on the films i can't ever see her making a yeah. rage that's not possible so unless she's made two mez back to back mez which there's i can't see as it's possible i mean i you know i mean i got i'm gonna watch them but i, I can already tell you that she's gonna be she's gonna be undoubted there's, so there's no way. just so people know who we have in our undoubted we don't have very many actors left um we have pt anderson we have wes anderson all anyone with the last name anderson is apparently undoubted uh, we have emma stone we have noah bomback we have tom hardy which i guess we have to kind of look at because why would tom still be on there didn't we double met him on his last two movies i guess maybe we have to update that what, the two Venom uh <laughs> yeah uh michael well, Sarah, no, those weren't back to back uh chanwook park david cronenberg john hawks hirakazu karita chris nolan Guillermo del Toro, Alfred Hitchcock, Denny Villeneuve, uh, George Miller, Jim Jarmusch, Akira Kurosawa, and Naomi, Naomi Rapace. So we don't have a female director on it. So Kelly Reichardt, you could be our first female director on The Undoubted. Cool. Right? Get off the pot and start watching, buddy. Mm -hmm. I'm doing my best. You're not doing. You get done this week. You're not got, doing. I only got so many hours. In you're the not week, doing man. nearly enough. That's all I'm, I'm saying. Doing my best. All right, Mer. What are we seeing this week? What you in the mood for? I'm in the mood for love, simply because you're near me. Do, How about do, 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 do. Richard Jenkins? Oh, already I'm a, I'm excited. And John Goodman. Nice. And a movie that. Doesn't even star them. Uh-oh. Do we know if they're in it long enough? Uh, I know at least one of them is. <laughs> okay, well, that... That's you know what? It, it's going to be it. worth seeing anyway, so I don't it. care. I don't know about that. Because right. it stars somebody you guys probably don't like. Okay. Well, let's have it. What is sea it? Sea of Love. Sea of Love? Al Pacino. Al Pacino? Oh, yeah. This movie's terrible. This is probably one uh, of the worst movies that's ever John been Goodman's made. I know in it, and I'm pretty sure Jenkins is in it. I think he plays one of his cop buddies. But. All right. Well, I'll have my stopwatch handy to see. This is going to be a good battle. If not, they are also in another movie together, huh. which I'll bring up next week. Do you want to give them both, or what do you think? Bryce, what do you, are you banking that we're going to get five minutes of both of them? I say let's just... Uh... See where it goes? Roll the dice and I almost I almost think we should just watch both and make our judgment okay. based on both movies. Uh, the other one I have is One Night at McCool's. Oh, yeah, I'll watch that one. Which I think is was the sequel to Get Shorty. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. Is it? I don't know. 
think it is. Mm-hmm. Well, how about this? We'll watch Sea of Love first, and then we'll chat. Because if one of them isn't it long enough, then we'll decide. Yeah. What ifs? What ifs? And then Bryce is going to hopefully see all the rest of the Kelly Reichardt films. Uh, probably not by next week. All right. Whatever. He's got a life or something. Who knows? Yeah. What a bastard. What a bastard. Well, I think that's it for the list this week. I think so. Yeah, sure. Why not? Last week, Jim, the ballless wonder, decided to pull from... What's this? He chose the god of rage without having to? What? Well, I guess he grew up here. Didn't see that one coming. Any will be, he chose the movie Chips. Yes, that's right. I put the reimagining of the television show Chips. Did anyone ever see this movie? Well, we know Jim did. <laughs> this week, the two, well, I mean... Ballis B baby boy Bryce and Jim the regular film rage dude have another rage off in cinemas. The trailer of Book Club 2, the next chapter, very much screamed no one will ever want to see this. So in true sadistic nature of film rage, the boys will do a draw from Merman's ice creamy bucket of rage to see which one will have to go to cinemas and pay money. To see Book Club 2, knowing full well the fates will probably choose Bryce because he deserves it. But first, let's see if Chips the Reimagining is as bad as no one remembers. Or maybe I'm losing my touch. No, that can't be it. I'm sure these chips are tasteless, but I'm sure there's also a, a few dips in there. What are you doing? Apparently, Bryce just ate I the think mutiny. that the. This thing is rigged. So How I is it put- possibly rigged? I am putting the names in. They're uh, just names. What the hell? You can't it, take out. Those hey, are Murray's hey, movies. You just, you just took out. Yes, they, yes are. they are. Dumb dumb. They came out of my ice bucket but of rage. Ice you creamy just bucket of rage. Yes, those are yes, all. They are we all emptied mine. the ice bucket of rage to put the names in. Dumb dumb. Jackass. Yeah, you dumb dumb dummy. Hey, you want some paper? I got some paper for you. Oh, I want this paper. The paper. I, don't want, I don't want all you guys' doctored paper. It was literally you that wrote them last time. I am time. not losing this week. You are, the fates will you tell might. you if you are. The fates will tell you. But, you know, while Bryce is playing Rigging with the his, election, trying to rig the election, I will tell you about chips, not the potato version. So Michael Pena is funny and awesome, but not in chips. And Dak Shepard is not funny ever. I like Dax Shepard. Well, that's good for you, I guess. And the you believability... Mean, you mean Mr. <laughs> Kristen Bell? Yeah. Yes. And the believability of everything in this is, as you guess, is unbelievable from start, where Dax's character is a complete fuck-up trying to get into the police chips program, but yet still gets approved into the program when he's completely incompetent at everything. Imagine how Paul Blart must have felt knowing that Dax slash John only made it into the cop program because he has nice eyes. This does really set the stage for how and what is clearly the worst version of 70s TV show reimagining 
as a movie could be. It's worse than 21 Jump Street or even 22 Jump Street. It's worse Hutch. than the Brady Bunch, worse than Care Bears, and surprisingly, worse than Dukes of Hazard. What makes the original TV show good is that the characters are sweet and endearing and the people looked forward to seeing them every week. And what Eric this, Estrada. Yeah, exactly, of course, and Eric Estrada, who also appears as a bit part yeah. in this. What the, this film does, though, is it makes you wish that you never see these two people again. I've always wondered why the merman has never been fond of Michael Pena, and if this is the only thing that he would have seen him in, I would not be a fan of him either. There was no chemistry between John and Ponch through the entire movie. No one is likable and nothing was funny. So I kept asking myself, why the actual fuck would anyone want to make this movie? And even more importantly, why did they have to make me hate Michael Pena in this film? And every single motherfucking thing that Dax slash John does makes no sense. Especially, he's a rookie. And especially if he has half a brain in his head. Plus, the whole Three's Company subplot and the dialogue made no sense. The story or lack thereof, which centers around Paunch being undercover to find bad cops. And I don't even know why the non-Paunch dude is even in this film. All I know is I wanted to get on a motorcycle naked, drive through an acreage of thorn bushes, followed by a salt and vinegar potato chip factory, followed by a killer bee farm, and then an acid bath in hopes that my naked, scarred, and tortured body would never survive long enough to remember how awful this film was. Unfortunately... That did not happen, as I was asked by my neighbors to put my clothes back on and get the fuck off their moped and stop screaming and please just make it stop. I tried to pretend I was on a Harley as I pedaled away. To summarize, police work is non-existent. Again, nothing was funny. The story was stupid. The interplay between John and Ponch was disconnected, disjointed, and disastrously awful. I mean awful. And when I say awful, I mean ragefully awful. On top of that, the movie was an hour and 40 minutes, but felt like it was a day and 40 hours long, plus so much motorcycle chases and cops running over people all the time. Huh? What? Did the producers of this watch Bad Boys and think, this is a really good idea for cops to run over people? It's funny. No, it's not. And this movie was so awful Casey is back at the top of his game. This movie was so completely awful. I was sick the entire time. I don't even remember it. I know I saw it in theaters. It is horrifying. It's horrifying. That, it's really that bad? It is so horrifying. Yeah. I don't know. I believe you. It I is. Just, I it just is, wonder yeah. why I can't. I just can't remember. It was it. so. Yeah. It was so bad. I remember when I pulled this, I was like, I think I've seen this. And then when I was watching it, I was like, oh, my God, I remember this. Mm. Yeah, this was not good. All right, so did you did you double check? Like, Murray's our I auditor. Wrote, I wrote and put both our names. You can look afterwards. Murray, do you want to double check well, just to no, make sure? He's he, not he, touching it. It's he did, done. He did a whole magician sleight of hand thing. Yeah, I think Murray's going to audit just, this situation. No, he's not auditing anything. Just pick one. It's true. We can audit what it after the fact. I'm making sure there's two different names in here. Yeah. Oh, no, ah. you've already soiled it. Soiled it with what? I don't trust you. <laughs> I can't 
can't believe he knows that fate usually picks him. I don't know why he's even. Now he knows what they both no, feel like. He's <laughs> feels like. Is, so I'm sorry. Is Murray blind now and he reads with Braille? Is that what you're trying to anticipate here? Uh, I will be checking this after I pull to make sure there were two different names. Yes, of course you will. Just because you know. All right, shake it up. You're putting your hand in there. You're not looking. Shake it around. All right, here he goes. He's not looking. He's looking into your cold, dead eyes. Make you both watch it, whatever the hell it is. He pulled both. (laughs) There. Fates have spoken! And look, the other one says Jim. Yes, this is so, so there. <laughs> this is ridiculous. What? It's always your idea to do it too. It's always. What's that? That phrase you always. It's use? always price. Put put it in your pipe and smoke it's it or something. Put your stories in a sack. Put your stories in a sack. So even when Bryce raised the election, it still goes. I didn't rig anything. I just wanted it to be fair. It was fair. (laughs) So apparently, I'm going to the book club. The next chapter. (laughs) And I'm not happy about it. That's three in a row, by the way. First, it was High School Musical 3. (laughs) Then it was Love Again. Love Again. (laughs) And now it's The Book Club, the next chapter. That's right. Whatever. I think Jim is dying. (laughs) Oh, this is so good. I can't believe it. Oh, that's a good week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks, Rangers, for listening. Thanks to the extended film H family, who you can find them in our show notes. Thanks to Casey, the nerdy photographer, for the voice of Rager Dare, who is also the god of rage. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. And. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We always want to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 pretty, please, 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 keep making Bryce rage. That's it for this week. A rage on. Rage on!